Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of On the Bright Side. I'm your host, Caroline Susco, and I'm so glad you all are here with me today, taking a minute, taking an hour, taking your time to look on the bright side. So, so much has been going on recently in my life. I feel like I haven't talked in the mic for a hot minute. So here we are back in the mic. I'm back in the studio, which I'm so excited for. The studio is just the best place to record. The sound is just everything and it's just so much easier. But yeah, I'm just recording now. Today is Monday. I just had parents weekend. It was so, so much fun and so super silly. My Dad came up for Parents Weekend. This is the first time he's been to Parents Weekend for a tailgate. So it's my senior year. So of course he was going to come up for this one and do our first and last tailgate of New Hampshire for me going to college at least. I mean, maybe my sister will end up going there, but who knows? But anyways, we had a super fun weekend. My dad brought up so much food. He brought, bought like a brand new Blackstone grill for God knows what. He was just so excited. It was like his Christmas and he was with my friends and I all day long having so much fun with the parents and at New Hampshire because it's not a super big football school. We a lot of us really just tend to go to the tailgate and then go to the bars or go home or go do something else. It's kind of crazy that not many people actually watch the game. But yeah, we lost. <laughs> so I kind of I guess it kind of makes sense on why people don't watch the game. But it's just the tailgating season is so much fun. My friends from home came up too. Oh, not my friends from home. Oh my goodness. My friends who graduated came up too. So it was a fun weekend of everyone being together. And all of our parents were just having the time of our lives being so funny. There were so many parents funneling that day. My dad included. <laughs> Sorry, dad, if you didn't want people knowing that. But it was just so funny. And all the parents were having a blast together with us. But yeah, then we went to the bar, hung out. We showed them the basement and all the music and stuff. And my dad loves all my friends. He had so much fun with them. Um, And a lot more people that I'm friends with know my dad now because I randomly posted a TikTok one night about me and my dad after we went shopping and him like reacting to the stuff I bought because he is just through and through a girl dad. I have trained him over the years that he should know how to react to things I buy by now. So I post that video, like just, I threw it out there at random. I remember I was literally walking to class and I was like, this is funny. Like, let me just post it. It's at like 4.5 million views and there's like hundreds and thousands of comments. And I'm like, bro. So everyone knew my dad to be like this funny guy from that TikTok. And (laughs) so then everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's Brian. And it was just so super silly and so super fun. And again, going back to TikTok for a second, it is so weird what goes viral and what doesn't. The videos of mine that have gone viral are the ones that I take negative 0.2 seconds to post. And then the ones I work like hours on and like make it super aesthetic, it's like, shadow band with 15 views like I really don't get the TikTok algorithm but I'm getting there we're getting there I'm getting to almost hit my goal for the year I had it on my vision board in the beginning of the year speaking of vision boards I hope we were all checking in on those vision boards we made back in January someone that is super close to me told me that their vision board was working for them so well and they manifested something and I am so so happy for them because they deserve the absolute world. So when they called and told me that this had happened, I was like, yes, 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 a million times yes. Like, I am so happy for you. No one deserves this more than you. And they were like, it's all for my dream board that I made in January. And I looked at it every day and I manifested it and I put it to existence and I worked for it. And it made my heart so happy. So I hope you guys are checking in on those dream boards and are working to make sure your dreams are coming true, the ones you put out there. 
And because we're already at October, we still have two months to go. So much can happen in two months. So many wonderful, wonderful things and so many opportunities. It just takes one second for something to change and you're on your way to your dream. And it's literally just putting in work after work and getting there. And by having that manifestation board and vision board in front of you, it helps you get there. So make sure you're checking in on those. We have two more months. A lot can happen two months. So many good things. You just have to work your butt off because you never know when it's going to be that last piece of work that brings you to the top, that gives you that dream. Just say you're so close and you just need to put out one more podcast episode for it to get to the audience you want it to reach. And then it's there. And imagine you didn't take that one step and you were so, so close. So keep taking that steps, keep doing you for you and keep manifesting those dream boards and vision boards and live your best life. Anyways, I'm already distracted. I But that just made my heart so happy when they called and told me that. And then last weekend was bid day. Oh my gosh, I feel like that was forever ago and I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in forever. I've told you guys this in another episode, but I planned bid day. So we did this Malibu theme and it was so much fun. And I got to surprise the girls with this foam machine and it was like nine feet of bubbles. Oh my gosh, it was insane. And so when the girls came home to see all that, it was so much fun. And then what are the odds a random videographer is walking on the street? He was like, it turns out he actually made a video for like Snoop Dogg or something. And he like pulled the proof out, like he's not lying. And it was insane. Like, so the fact that we, there was just a videographer walking, was like, can I film you guys? He was like making like a Netflix documentary or something. And he just, I don't even know, but like the timing of this was crazy. I know I sound crazy, but guys, I swear it was all legit and it was just the best day ever. And yeah, so, so much fun. And that will definitely be a core memory. And literally it's already October, which is insane. It's freaking bats. As <laughs> It's freaking bats. Um, like how is, how did September go so quickly? Where are we? Like, what is going on? I was like, this was my last September in school. That's crazy. And before you know it, it's going to be Halloween. I don't know what I'm going to wear for a costume. I have to figure that one out. And if you know me, I like to plan so, so far ahead. So I'm honestly surprised I don't have a costume figured out yet, but we'll get there. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, it's been crazy town this past couple weeks. And who am I kidding? Actually, it's always crazy town in my life. There is not a minute where I'm just sitting on the couch doing nothing. I always have something to do and I love it. And I get to do all this, which is a blessing in itself. And that actually will bring me to my grateful of today is a simple one, but yet so, so, so important. And that's all these wonderful friends I'm surrounded by here at school. My dad, after he left Parents Weekend, he called me and he was like, Karen, I don't know how you're going to leave these people. Like, these people are awesome. These people are so good to you. And in every person I met, I saw only good things. And everyone was genuinely having a good time. And there was no drama. And it was all just fun, good energy. And that is what I'm so grateful for because, you know, in life, we can get caught up in a lot of people who aren't good for us, who don't want the best for us, who are only there for us in certain moments. And just to have these wonderful people around me who push me to be my best and make me want to go on and go further and work harder. It's just the best kind of people. And I'm so grateful for that. And I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do next year. I'm hoping we all move to Boston, but we'll see. Only time will tell. And yeah. All right. So now, on to today's episode, we have a lot to talk about, and this is an episode I've done before, 
but it's gotten requested a couple times, so I thought it was time to do this episode. Now, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a pretty good advice giver. My friends will call me and be like, Caroline, I'll be like, yep, okay, so we're going to do this, this, try this, don't do this, give this person the benefit of that out. And yeah, I just am a talking machine too. So advice giving, talking machine goes great together. And in this past week alone, I think three of my friends have called me asking for advice on something. And then also the other week I posted on the podcast Instagram, helping people with advice and asking them if they wanted advice on something. And I honestly didn't think I would get many responses because you have to be vulnerable to to ask for advice. And I know it can be hard for some people. It's hard for me sometimes. It's hard for everyone sometimes. So when I got a good amount of responses about asking for advice, I did them and there was a lot of positive feedback with them and a lot of people really liked them. So I did another round of it and collected the questions and instead of posting them on my Instagram story, I decided to take them on to the pod and do an episode about advice giving. So it's all over the place for today's episode. A lot of different life lessons in the span of this episode. So I picked some of my favorites, ones that were ones that were funny, ones that had some tea or were juicy, and then just some really good life advice. So I picked those out and we're going to go through them today. Obviously, they're going to stay anonymous. I'll read you guys what they asked and then we will get into answering them. And I think this is going to be really good for us all to hear so many different pieces of advice in just one episode instead of focusing on just one topic. All right, so let's get into it. So this first question I pulled was one I think everyone can relate to. So that's why I kind of wanted to start off with this one. And the person messaged and said, I want to be happy for my friends, but every time something good happens to them, I start comparing myself. And this is something everyone does that everyone can relate to at one time or another in their life. So I thought this one was a really good one to start with. So the first thing I want to tell you about this is that you want to separate yourself from them. You are you and they are them. We're all different. We're all at different chapters in our life. We're all at different points in our lives. And like I've said, I've said this actually in so many episodes, But we're all at a different chapter. Someone's chapter one could be their chapter three. They may have already gone through this emotion, through this feeling or this event in their life or their point in their life. We're all at different times. And that's what makes life so pretty because we can help each other. We can pull each other to the next step. We have advice. We can fall back on each other. And that's what the point of that is. So the first thing that comes to my mind when I read this um, piece of advice that they wanted was confidence. And now I really want you to be confident in your lifestyle and the timing of everything because as people say it, everything happens for a reason. Your time will come. Everyone's time will come. Let the cars play out the way they are supposed to. Don't try to mess it up because your path is already created and aligned and ready for you to walk down it and ready for you to open these new doors. You just have to be patient in that room of waiting, in that season of waiting And every day is a new person's day to celebrate. Each day, something great is happening to someone. And someone might just having be a normal day or having a bad day. But that's how life works. You can't be up, up, up every day of your life. You have to come down so you can go back up. Because remember, life is linear. So in that season of waiting, we can learn to be happy for one another and cheer each other on. And I know sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, they're just doing so good in life. Like, wow, this is 
really hard because here I am over here working my butt off and I'm not seeing the results they're easily seeing so much. And the way I think of this is, is that our next door in life isn't going to open until we learn to open the door for someone else. So basically what I'm trying to say is that when we learn to be happy for each other, new things open for us because we're learning this new thing. And sometimes it takes learning that for your next door to open. You know, we want to be positive. We want to be happy for the people around us. And just like people are happy for us, we want to be happy for them. We want to reciprocate that energy. So it really starts with the confidence within you. And it's everyone's turn at some point to be the winner. So in the meantime, we get to be the cheerleader for everyone else. And soon enough, it'll be our turn. But in this season of waiting, the best part is that we can cheer other people on. We want people cheering us on when we get success, when we grow as a person, when we achieve. So why wouldn't we do it for anyone else? And then this also relates back to the idea when I was kind of thinking about this and writing notes for this question or ask, this ask. No one has everything. It may seem like someone has everything in the world, but no one has everything. And sometimes what people have is what someone else dreams for. Even the little things, you know how like, We see so many people with brown hair and they're all dyeing their hair blonde because they want blonde hair. We see people with this nose that so many people want and love and they're getting a nose job. Everyone wants something that they don't have and that's just the weird way we are. I don't know. But another one is, you know, one person may really want a boyfriend and they're like, oh my gosh, what can I do to get a boyfriend? Like, I'm so jealous this girl has a boyfriend. She's so in love, yada, yada, yada. But maybe they want the love that you and your best friend have, that you have someone to go to and confide in and be your best friend. Or maybe they want the love that you have from your sister or your sibling or your parent or your grandparent. Love comes from so many different places. And I feel like we all just look at love in the form of a relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever. Love is so much more than that. And there's so many forms of love out there that so many people yearn for. People always want something more. And we are forgetting to celebrate in the now. We have so much going for us that we just try to push ourselves to get to the next thing that we don't realize that we're already getting what we wanted so bad a year ago that we worked so hard for. We're in that season right now. So just be grateful in that moment saying, I'm so lucky to have this person and this type of love, you know, because love is love. And we all want it at one point or another, but it's in so, so many different forms. Just focus on yourself and realize how many wins you've gotten over the past years, how your hard work has paid off, that your anxiety has gotten better. Anything like that is a win. I remember I was talking to myself, literally myself the other day, and I was like, I can't believe I'm a senior and there was freshman near me. It's crazy what four years to me did at this school and how much better my anxiety got and I learned how to handle that. That's a win in itself. And now freshmen may be looking at the people that are seniors and being like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Like I wish I could live like a happy life. Like they love college. And remember, it took us that season of adjusting of all those tears of all that anxiety to get to where we are. So you can't compare like that. And finally, for a lot of people, we're like, oh my gosh, why is this working out for them? Like, why are they doing so good? We have to remember that most of the time people get these opportunities, we aren't seeing the work they're putting in behind closed doors, that they work their ass off to get where they are, that they put in the work, that they put the 60 hours in instead of the 40 hours every week. 
Sometimes we just have to put in the work and not think and just do and go for it and try to get those dreams and achieve it. But right now, we have so much to celebrate. Look at where you are now. Look how far you've gotten from where you were a year ago. Be proud of yourself. Be happy for yourself and realize you're you. Okay, so hopefully I answered that one the best I could. I think I I hit a lot of places, so I think we did good on that one. All right, next one. This one, I like this one. Should I be sussed out if we're talking, but our main form of communication is Snapchat? That one gave me, that was like mm, side eye. I, I understand where you're coming from. And so for the people that don't know what this means. Okay, so basically this girl has been talking to a guy for a while and it's just been on Snapchat. And Snapchat is a weird app that a lot of shade gets thrown at because it's been known for weird things in the past. And I'm like, as people mature, they're like, all right, like, why don't you have my number? Like, grow up and get my number. Or why aren't you texting? Why are you calling me? Like, why are you using Snapchat as your main form of communication? And should I be suspicious? Because usually if they're using Snapchat, they're talking to a lot more people. All right. So I totally get where you're coming from because Snapchat is weird. And in my opinion, by the end of college or when you are out of college, the only thing you should be using Snapchat for is to entertain your private story, to give people updates. I love my private story because one, it's just hilarious. And two, for people that I haven't talked to in a while that are on my private story, they still get my life updates and it feels like we're still caught up because I see their private story and they see mine. But literally, that is like a full-time job in itself. I treat it as my full-time job. I'm like, okay, like let's get, put this up. Like this is so funny. Keep, keep the fans entertained. But after that, I don't know why people are using Snapchat. I feel like it's so immature for our age. I mean, not even just Snapchatting pictures back and forth, but like flirting with people on Snapchat. Like how, how old are you? Like I feel like we were doing this in middle school. Like this reminds me of Kick Messenger now. Like would we use Kick now? Probably not. So why are we still using Snapchat as this? And so now this girl is basically asking, should I be suspicious if this guy hasn't asked for my number and is just using Snapchat, like high Snapchat score, yada, yada, yada. All right, my answer is like, no, but yes. So like, let's unpack that. You know, everyone does their own things in their own ways. You know, maybe it's just easier for him to communicate and he's not thinking twice because I know a lot of girls out there like me overthink. And, but you know, also it's not overthinking because like we have the facts to back this up. We have the evidence. And so, but but, you know, maybe some people aren't thinking twice about it, but I would try your best to take it to text so then you can FaceTime and call and whatever. And I feel like having a number and, you know, having the ability to call is a lot more intimate. Snapchat should like, I don't know, some people like just don't realize. I guess for some people, they've just used it for so many years that it's habit just to communicate on there. So necessarily, I wouldn't be suspicious until you need to be suspicious. If this is the guy that is taking hours and hours to respond and you're like watching his Snapchat store go up or writing it down, oh my gosh, I came across my Snapchat memories the other day and it was like four years ago memory of me writing down the end of a guy's Snapchat on my um, memories. And I was like, the girls know what I'm talking about in this situation. But, you know, sometimes people will stay doing their same old thing. And I think you'll kind of catch the vibe if they're that kind of person who is super nice or just kind of talking to every girl on the block. So go with your gut on that one. 
And remember, there's always exceptions with people, though. Like, you know, like sometimes they have those wicked high Snapchat scores and they're actually a great person or they're actually genuinely wanting to talk to you and get to know you and wanting to hang out. But then there's those other people that just are weird guys that need to grow up. We all know some of those. And so, yeah. And I feel like nowadays, personally, I hardly never use Snapchat besides my private story because everyone who talks to me has my number. And if they wanted to go out of their way and get it, they would, you know? So maybe even try, hmm, I don't know. You could ask for his number. He could ask for yours. But you could try to initiate it. Or you could even just kind of take a step back and be like, you know, if he wanted to, he would. If I wanted to, I would. So again, exceptions on everyone. But the girls have actually like mapped this one out. The girl math is mathing. So usually like if they're following like thousands of girls and people, it's like a little weird. Or also like if you're liking someone's photo, like at your friend and his name is on the likes already at the top or his Snapchat score like super high and he's just always on like... It's one of those guys you never know. But typically, the best success stories are the guys that are low on social media and are kind of just cruising by through the real world. I don't know. Guys are just super weird. Like, I swear sometimes I would just love to live in the old days where guys are supposedly a lot more romantic. But right now, we're living in a world full of situationships. <laughs> but, okay, I think I answered that one. I need to go on to the next one because I could talk about this for hours and give too many examples, too, too many. <laughs> okay, next one. How do I have a social life in college even if I don't want to go out that much? Relatable, 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 relatable. So I did an episode about this. I think it was two episodes ago. So I talk a lot about this in that episode. So I would recommend going to listen to that one. But I will touch on this super quickly because I've talked people's ear off about this before. But... You know, I think people think that if you don't go out to parties that you automatically don't have a social life. That's what people think. But a social life isn't just one thing. A social life doesn't mean that you have to be a partier. A social life is being with people that make you happy, doing things that, you know, you like to do. And I picked this one because this is something I had to figure out over my years in college because I'm not a super going, going outer. I would just much rather do other things. And I realized that I quite literally had a very large social life and did a lot of things socially. But for me, partying wasn't my thing. Drinking wasn't my thing. And I also kind of started to think about the actual factor of deciding if you want to go out because of drinking or because you want to stay in. And so there's two different steps to that. So if you don't want to go out because you don't like to drink, think about it like this. I... There's so many ways to still be able to go out. I feel like people just are surrounded by the stigma that to go out, you have to drink and it's like the end of the world and that you're going to be having no fun or whatever. I go to the bar and I get a water with lime in it and people think like I'm still like no one needs to know that you're not drinking. I go to the bar so many times to just get a water and I'm just having fun socially talking to my friends. And honestly, when there's all this crazy energy you like get that energy second hand. I don't know if that fully makes sense, but basically you match the energy of the people that you're around. So if everyone's having fun, hands in the air, like having a super fun night, you probably will too, whether you're drunk or sober. And the best part about that is if you're sober, you can go home whenever you want to. So if 
you just don't like drinking but like the social aspect, hey, I would try going out and just not drinking and still staying true to who you are and sticking with you. You know, freshman year, I remember I couldn't drink because I was on medication that literally would get me so sick if I drank any alcohol. So I just didn't drink. And I had to figure that out at first because I was like, oh my gosh, this sucks. But it doesn't suck. It's just people saying it sucks. So then to you, it makes it feel like it sucks, but it doesn't, you know? It's just like, if people continue to talk and say one thing, of course, you're all gonna start to believe it. Also, I feel like another big thing is people just like to have something in their hands at the bar just to make it feel like they're a part of what's going on. So literally just grab a water, like I said before, put a lime in it and no one knows the difference. And if you don't wanna go to the bar or anything and if you're not the person to go out, have some movie nights in, have some dip nights, plan beach trips, do other things because there's so much more things to do than just go to these drinking social things. It gets so annoying when people are just solely focused around drinking. They're like, oh my gosh, let's go to this party and get drunk. Like party, party, drink, drink, drink. And I'm like, like, can we do something else? And that also took me a while to find my friends who are actually like not all in that drinking scene because that just wasn't who I am. And then we started doing other fun things. Like we did dip night where everyone brings a dip and you all try each other's. I don't know, super fun. Just things like that. Things that don't involve alcohol because like why does it just bugs me sometimes why people think alcohol needs to be involved in absolutely everything. I'm like, can we just have fun for a second? Like, can we do anything else but drink? Like it could just be a normal thing and people are drinking. I'm like, why guys? Why? And like, again, to each their own, to each their own. But for me, that wasn't what I love doing. So I substituted it and also found people who like to do the same things I did. So I hope that answered your question. I had that whole episode about FOMO and college life and going out and staying in. So definitely go listen to that episode because I talk so much in depth about that one. So I don't want to take too much time talking about something I already said. But yeah, I hope that helped. All right, next one. Okay, this one I really liked and I'm glad someone asked this question. They asked, how do you stay happy or positive even when it's an unhappy situation? Now, this one's hard because obviously when unhappy things or unpleasant things come to us, we just automatically feel like we have to be down in the dumps and moody and angry. And it's something that you have to train yourself over time with and something that you have to learn to develop on your own. And so the first thing that I that helped me to be able to develop a mindset of not being so angry and upset when something bad goes happens is I think about my problems in terms of the bigger picture, in terms of the bigger umbrella. So the other week, I accidentally broke my MacBook and slammed it shut on my glasses and it shattered the screen and like took out the screen. And I was like, damn it. So I go to go to my car and go get it fixed. Then my car's dead. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can like everything stop happening? And then I ended up having to get a whole new laptop and then having to bring my car to the shop. And I was like, oh my gosh, can anything like more happen today? And obviously I was frustrated. Who wouldn't be frustrated? But then I started thinking by the end of the day that if this is my biggest problem, if my biggest problem right now is I have a broken MacBook and I'm still lucky enough to be able to afford a new one, then I'm lucky. I'm lucky to be able to have this as my biggest problem. If my car breaks down, hey, I'm lucky to even have a car. You know, you have to look at it in a different mindset and a different picture and just compare yourself to what other people are going through and realize how small it can be in comparison. And don't get me wrong, there's some problems that do not compare. And I'm not saying go compare your life to others, 
But I'm saying really look at it with a bigger picture and see if it's actually going to matter in five years, you know? And then with my MacBook, I was like, oh, there goes all this money towards a new MacBook that I've been saving up for. But I also realized we make money to spend it on things that go wrong, at things that happen, whether we get our car towed by accident or our MacBook breaks or our phone chargers broken or something. That's why we make money. And of course, we want to spend every dime on fun vacations and fun plans, but that's not life. Life is ups and downs and random costs here and there that we don't want to pay for that are just boring to pay for, like insurance or whatever. But we all need it. And that's why we make money, you know? So yeah, it sucks I had to pay a lot of money to be able to get a new MacBook. But I was like, you know what? I'm pretty lucky to have this problem. You really just have to think of what people are going through out there and say, is this worth my time? If someone like it could be things could be so much worse right now. And our biggest problem is something's broken. Something's not working out today. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And it's just a little bump in the road. And what I want you to do is think about all you're grateful for. Think about all you have. Think about how many people are praying for the life you have right now. Think about that. Think about how many people just want your life right now and would do anything to have it and literally pray by their bedside every night saying, oh my gosh, I wish I could have this life. And that's your life. So instead of wanting new things or being unhappy in situations, be happy that this is your life, that you get to live this one and that this is your life, your life that you get to live. And if the situation is about people that make you unhappy or a friendship you lost or something that's not going right in your social life, instead of getting mad about all the things they did to you and how they hurt you, instead think of the chapter before that of how nice they were to you most likely because you were friends with them at a moment. Think about that. Think about how much they brought to your life at a point and end it on that chapter because you don't deserve the anger, the upset, the anxiety. It's not worth it to you and it's not serving you, but it's definitely something you have to learn on your own. Um, This summer, I had a friendship that didn't end so well, that we were super close for years and years, and I didn't really have an answer to why it ended, but I did have a reason to look back. I had a reason to be so happy with those years and years of memories that we had nothing but fun together. And instead of looking at our friendship like it failed, I looked at it like, it out it outdid its lifespan. That lifespan, it came to an end. And I think that's a beautiful way of looking at friendships or social things or relationships that don't work out. And instead of looking at them from an unhappy situation, you look at them from how much they taught you, how much they helped you to grow, how much they brought you to where you are today and the life lessons that they taught you because you wouldn't be there without them. You're in this place for a reason and you learned all these lessons for a reason. So instead of being unhappy with it, think about what they brought to your life and think about what they taught you in life. And that will make you feel so much better on the inside. You'll just be ready to let it go. And that can really help an unhappy situation turn positive. And it can help you to understand that. And When it comes to other little unhappy things in life that when we're unhappy about a situation, look for the little wins. There's so many little wins buried in everyday's life that sometimes we just so easily overlook that are such a cute little win in itself. 
So for example, one of the things I like to do is when I'm in a parking lot and there's a spot really close to the entrance, I'm like, yes, like it's just that little thing. Like I don't have to walk as much like that. I don't have to carry my groceries as far. Like, yes, like that's a little win in itself. And I was talking to my private or not my private story. I was talking to on the bright side story the other day. And I was like, guys, if you want to make someone's day, just do this. It's as simple and little. If you are in a parking lot and there's a parking spot that's super close and then there's one that's a little farther and you don't need to be parking at the super close one, park in the farther one and then give a little win to someone who really needs it that day. So, you know, someone might be driving and be like, oh, please, 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 I really want this close spot today. I have so much groceries. I really need help getting to the car. And then it's open and you just did your little deed of kindness. It took two seconds. It took two extra steps. So looking for all those little wins in the day, if the weather's nice out, if you get that parking spot, if a friend texts you who you haven't talked to in a while, you're just, just appreciate every little thing because there's so much goodness and it's a half full or half empty kind of lifestyle. You can look at the glass half empty and choose to look like that, or you can look at the glass half full and see all the happy things you have in your life. And for that, smile. But also, It's okay to feel the feelings you're feeling and please do not keep them in. We can't react to everything good. We're human. Not everything that happens is going to be always happiness. Things happen. That's life. And sometimes we simply just have to react. Sometimes we have to say, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I'm so angry. Why is this happening to me? In those situations, please don't hold them in. Please don't think everything needs to be seen in a positive light because sometimes it just, it just, is life and we need to cry or just get upset for a minute and then regroup. This past week, I had a lot of emotions holding in on me and I was so upset just like like trying to be like, oh, well, this like this is good for this reason and this like losing this person really helped me to see X, Y, and Z. And she was like, Caroline, a lot of the times nowadays you really want to be positive and you always want to be happy. And for that, I admire it. But It's really, truly okay to also show your emotions and say, I'm upset that this didn't happen right or this person really hurt me. Sometimes we just need to cry. And sometimes that cry will lead us to that later happiness. Because sometimes we just have to let it out. We are all human. We all experience emotions. So whatever situation you are referring to, again, this was a super simple ask they wanted me to talk about. But... There's a lot of situations that you can stay positive in, that you can stay happy in, but sometimes you also need to remember, you need to let your feelings feel. You need to feel your feelings. So cry when you need to, but also smile when you can. This is a great life. We have so much to be thankful for. So use those pieces of advice I gave you to look on the bright side and make an unhappy situation a little better, but also feel your feelings because again, we're human. All right, this one I need to get comfortable for. Guys, sit back, relax for this one. He says he likes me and would do anything for me, but won't make a move. Help. Well, if this one isn't relatable, I don't know what one is. (laughs) But hang on. Let me get the mic in my face for this one. All right. So first of all, I think every girl experiences at one point or another that this guy is simply all talk and he will say just about anything to make you happy. But after that, it's just all talk and no action. And that can be so frustrating as a girl, especially to be like, oh my gosh, this is working so well. Like he's so nice to me. Like look at the way he talks to me. But then after that, he's literally giving you nothing. 
And unfortunately, some guys just act that way for God knows why and God knows what. We need a boy to come on to give us the answer to this one. So some guys just act like that. And that's just guys being guys. They haven't grown up. They haven't matured. But then there's also guys that are a little different. So in this situation, when I read this ask, I read it in two different ways. I interpret it in two different ways. So the way I see it is one, he's really nervous that and he could have anxiety or something and he's really scared to talk to you because he's like, oh my gosh, what if, like, what if, what if? And that's one way I interpret it. Personally, that's how I feel in a lot of situations. I get so into this guy that I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I mess up? Like, I can't, I should just stop right now. Like, just stop, save my face right now. And so that I get, you know, he could just have anxiety or he could just be like nervous. Like, hello to the people that are listening right now. Like, you are hot stuff. And he might be so intimidated by that. And he might be so nervous. So that's one way to look at it. And I can speak for the anxiety side. Like, I will get so nervous and overthink that I don't end up hanging out with a guy. And that is actually something. You know, people are like, like, sometimes people think you're getting blown off. But like, people don't understand where I'm coming from. But a lot of people with anxiety, once it's in your head, it's hard to get out of. Like, I would want to hang out with this guy so bad but I would be so nervous. Like I need to go take medicine. My anxiety is spiking. And that's just how some people are wired. Some people, AKA me. I was at the bar the other night and I was talking to this guy and then anxiety just like hit me like a truck. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I was like, I can't, I can't even form a sentence right now. The tremors are tremming. Like there's some situations like that where I'm like, oh my gosh, I like you so much and I want to talk to you, but my anxiety hates you. (laughs) So there's always that. And that's just something people have to work on over time. And it can be so frustrating because you could be like so head over heels for this person. We just hang out with the people who are near us, the people that are easy to hang out with that just know what it's like. This, especially because it was my anxiety brain reading. But then there's the complete other side. Unfortunately, a lot of the times guys are all talk and then just no action. And that can be one of the most disappointing feelings ever, especially when you want to be excited and you want to tell your friends and you want to feel happy without feeling like you're going to jinx it. I know you guys know what I'm talking about right now. Like this, you'll be talking to this guy or person or whatever and it'll be so exciting and you're like oh my gosh I can't wait to tell my best friend about this I can't wait and then like the second you tell your best friend it just like shit hits the fan like it seemed like he was going to make a move and was acting like it and then it was just all talk 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 I said to my friends the other day I was like you know I just want to be mysterious I don't want to tell anyone about my love life or what's going on because every time I tell someone about it shit hits the fan like five seconds later so it just goes downhill right after I don't know why this happens, but it just happens for some reason for so many of the times. So after all that, I would confront the issue head on because it's either going to get you closer to the guy and more connected. And if it's a personal reason, it'll allow you to open up and vice versa. If you talk to him and he's like, whoa, what do you mean? You know, you're done wasting your time there right in that moment. And that says enough in itself. And you're like, all right, by now, like I'm done. And that's how it should be because you should know your worth and you do know your worth. Story time this summer, I was talking to this guy and he was like, I'll talk. That's it. And I was like, no, like he, it's fine. And then 
stood me up on my 21st birthday. And I was like, nope, that's it. Like, <clears throat> like I am done. Like, never would I have ever thought I'd be relating to Taylor Swift's lyrics of All Too Well. Like, it's supposed to be fun turning 21, like, watch you watch the door night all night long, whatever the lyrics are. But I digress. The point is, confront the issue head on. You know what you deserve. And you know if the guy's, like, going to be honest with you or if he's just, like, again, all talk. So confront the issue head on. See what there, maybe there's something going on. And you'll you'll get your closure perfectly in that moment he's either he's got anxiety he's either a douchebag or something needs to be talked upon but also don't waste your whole time and your whole life waiting for this guy to make a move give him a timeline and if the timeline's over don't waste your time don't waste your life and if he's ready he'll come back so I kind of talked all over the place on that one but I think I think we kind of I think I answered the question. I think. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> All right. We are on to our last piece of advice. Now, I chose this one because unfortunately, a lot of people, myself included, can relate to this. And I think it's something worth talking about. All right. So someone said, friends I consider close to me keep leaving me out. What should I do? Okay. So there's a lot of ways you can look at this. So first, we'll go the positive route. So sometimes you really just have to give people the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes there are events where they could only bring one friend or whatever. You know, maybe they felt like they really needed to catch up with this person or maybe they really needed to talk to them. There's so many reasons why maybe someone else was chosen to go to this event over you. And you don't want to take that to heart until it gets to a point. A lot of the times when something happens, there's certain people we want to go to. And maybe for this situation, they really wanted to go to this person because they went through something similar and can really understand this, you know? So in that aspect, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe something's going on and maybe it's something you can't understand and that's okay because each friendship brings something else to the table. Like for me, if I have an issue and if I'm upset over something not related to any of my friends or anything, like something about life, I know exactly what person to go to for each kind of problem because I know who's really going to give me good advice or who's really going to be like, okay, Caroline, pick yourself back up or Caroline, like I totally know what you mean. Remember when this happened? You know, and in that moment, it makes sense that sometimes we go to only friends and it's not people trying to leave you out or they're not intentionally leaving you out. Sometimes people just need to catch up with other people and sometimes people just need other people to talk to. But when it comes to group events, that's when it's a three strikes or out policy. If they're intentionally leaving you out and are taking you off their private stories for the time they're hanging out or turning off their locations, those aren't the people you want to be around. Why would you want to waste your life on people who don't see your worth, on people who don't realize how much fun you are, on people don't, who don't realize how good you are and are just purposefully trying to hurt you and are trying to leave you out on purpose? That's not okay. That's not cool. And if this happens a lot, it's okay because unfortunately this happened to me a lot. And what I kind of realized through all of this was that it's just helping me find my people. It, it was so hard at the time to be left out and felt like every single time it was only me. And then it was me texting, oh, hey guys, like I saw you guys all went to this. Like I'm just like confused. Like why wasn't I invited? Like I remember little me texting these to people and that's not how my life should have looked like at such a young age. But the point is of this situation is that you never want to hang out with people or give people the time when you're just 
a person at the end of their roster. That if person A can't come, B, C, D, E, and F, then you can come. Like you're person G, so you can come. Like you're on my, you're my backup option, so it'll work. You can come. Don't ever invest in friendships like that because they're investing absolutely nothing into you and you're investing all your time trying to please them, trying to make them happy, trying to show them how good you are. When there's so many people out there who already see your worth and how good you are and would do anything to spend time with you, who love your energy and love everything about you. And that's when you want to start gravitating towards those good people and also slowly pushing yourself away from these people that make you feel bad. And in my opinion, the best way to do it is to not cut someone out completely and make drama. Just slowly keep staying away and getting your distance and always keeping it on a good note because it's just so much more anxiety ridden to have people you're intentionally trying to avoid for that reason. And then you want to become friends with the people around you that they're your first thought and you're their first thought. Then as you get older, you start to realize the people who were there for you just out of convenience. And then you start to realize the people who are there for you no matter what. In any situation, they're a phone call away. When you need a pep talk, they're there. When you just need to cry on someone's shoulder and need a hug, they're there. Those are the kind of people. And I don't ever want any of you settling for people who don't make you feel good, who it's like walking on eggshells in front of that, who you know if it's just like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just exhausting. That's the word. It's exhausting. And then at this point, Sorry, I kind of got a little sidetracked. But at this point, if friends you consider close keep leaving you out, like I'm trying to decide if you talk to them or just don't waste a breath because I feel like you shouldn't have to tell good people that you consider your close friends to invite you places or ask, oh, why wasn't I invited? You know, that's not how friendships work. No, 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 no. And sometimes as hard as it is that that's the answer you need that you've never been their first choice and as hard as it is to hear, it's going to learn for you to let go and put your time towards the people that know your worth, that know how special you are, that know how nice you are, that know how much of a good person you are. And when you find those people, you'll realize it. You'll realize exactly. When I think of that person, I know exactly who comes to mind. And everyone deserves that friend that they come to mind when you think about the person who has helped you so much and is genuinely your best friend and they think of you. You deserve that. We all deserve that. And please don't spend another moment not knowing your worth when it comes to friendships too, because it can be so hard. It can be harder than a relationship sometimes where you have to break yourself off or you have to cut yourself off for the benefit of you. And I really want you to put yourself first. I really want you to know that you're important, that you're special, that so many people out there would love to be your friend and would treat you like the million bucks that you are. And so when we talk about this with relationships, we tend to be like, oh, no, like that guy's giving red flags. Don't don't hang out with him. And our friends know that. But then when it comes to friendships, a lot of people don't look at that and don't see how similar it is to a toxic relationship. We say this when it comes to relationships and guys not treating us right, but it's the same thing that goes for friendships too. You're going to find your people who know they struck gold when they're around you, and you're going to know they're your person when you feel that exact same way, that it's a mutual friendship that you just genuinely want the best for someone, and everyone deserves to have one of those people in their life. And you know, sometimes it takes a lot of navigating to get through. It takes a lot of hard friendships and a lot of people leaving you out. But I promise you, you will find that person who is your person and who is your best friend for the right reasons. 
Those are the people you want to be friends with. You want to be friends with the people that know the amazing ray of sunshine you are inside and out. So that includes my first advice episode. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. Maybe like Ask Caroline or something, but I don't know. But I really like doing this and I feel like it brings me a lot closer to you guys knowing that we all are facing such similar problems. And if I can bring light to them, if I can talk about them, if I can make you feel you're not alone, that's that's all I want to do. And if I can just help one person, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. So thank you so much for the people who were willing to ask for some advice. I appreciate it. And I know a lot of people listening appreciate it. So if you guys want to hear more, I hope you guys love this as much as I did. And if you know someone that could benefit from hearing a piece of this advice, send it their way because I know we could all use some advice at one point or another. And if you liked it, please leave a rating below, share it with your friends. And make sure you're following at On The Bright Side Pod with two Ds on Instagram. My DMs are always open and I would love to hear what you guys think about these episodes and what you want to hear next. Now the episodes ahead, I don't know who's coming on. I don't know what we're talking about. So just get excited. Stay tuned. I have a lot of things up my sleeve. So turn notifications on. And yeah, I love you all so, so much. And remember to stay looking on the bright side. And I promise you it'll serve you really well. Love you guys. Bye.